Hey y'all, welcome back to the show. It really is a wild and crazy life and I hope you are living it to the fullest. All right, welcome back. We are at the end of November. If you are listening to this episode the day it comes out, it is the day before American Thanksgiving, which is the real Thanksgiving, and I don't even want to talk to my Canadian friends about it. Anyway, just kidding. Um, but, it, you know, maybe this episode is catching you while you're driving. Maybe you don't have any holiday plans this year. I, Whatever your holiday state or frame of mind is, it is okay. It is valid. I think I personally over the years have run the gamut of all the holiday emotions from loving them to dreading them to hating them to loving them again and back. So I hope that regardless of if or how you're celebrating the holiday, you are having an amazing day today. Today, I am very excited to have my wonderful friend Vivian Yacht back on the show. Vivian, if you remember from several episodes ago, is my summer girl, luxury mermaid lifestyle friend. She is a former, or she is a medically licensed doctor from the Netherlands and had made a big career switch as she learned how unhealthy working in the medical profession can really be. So anyway, I will drop the link to that first episode with Vivian in the show notes. If you haven't heard it, go back and listen to it. It's one of my favorite episodes. I don't know. I feel actually, I feel like I say that about every episode. They're all my favorites, but I do love that one with Vivian. It is a really great conversation. So today we are talking about something new Vivian is doing. It is so exciting. She is launching a program in the new year all around building habits and making smoothie bowls. We're going to get into it in the episode, the ins and outs of the program and how it's going to work and why she chose smoothie bowls as an anchor to a program about building habits. I actually really love the thought she put into it. I'm so excited for her and for anybody who joins her in the new year and gets to eat smoothie bowls every day and build amazing habits. So um, Vivian is just a dear, dear heart and friend and soul and light. And I love her so much. And I know you do too. And yeah, without further ado, here's Vivian Yacht. All right, Vivian, welcome back to the podcast. I, you're my first repeat guest. And so I'm so excited to have you back. It's such an honor. I feel really, really honored to be in your presence and on your podcast. So yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So catch us up. What is going on in Vivian land these days? Okay. So you're a summer girl, but you live in North Carolina, which means it's getting cold. And I've seen some fall like content out on your Instagram. So how are you handling fall? What's new with you? It's been good to be really honest. Um, the weather is treating me really well. Um, it's such a big difference from where I grew up because if I would be in the Netherlands right now, it would just be raining, uh, about 80% of the time. And, you know, we would go everywhere by bike. So 
you would just get drenched the whole time and it's cold. And honestly, this whole time, I have not yet put on a coat to go outside. So every time I take my daily walks outside, yeah, there are like fall leaves on the on the ground, but I can, you know, walk in some days it's like too hot and I like have to wear a t-shirt and I can't even wear a sweater. So it's not, it's not like I'm not super in the fall vibes, but I do have a plan, a trip plan to New York in about a week and a half. So I think that will definitely be more like fall, fall city vibes, very opposite to the beach life. Yes. Yes, probably so. Um, well, I'm just going to dive in because you told me when we scheduled this episode, you told me you had something really big coming. And so I was really, really excited to talk about it on the podcast. So do you want to fill the listeners in on what you're going to be launching by the time we publish this, you'll be launching it in about a week. So tell us what's going on with you. Yes. So let me, for the people who you know, we're all listening. I'm just putting my earrings away because they make too, too much noise. And I always wear gold hoop earrings for the people who, who know me and see me. But so I'm going to be launching my very own program, which I'm super excited about because um, I, I'm a medical doctor. I graduated as a medical doctor and I kind of always knew that I didn't want to take the traditional path. And for myself, because the lifestyle that doctors were having, I felt like wasn't the healthy lifestyle I was picturing myself um, to have. And then also I felt like there was such a gap in modern day medicine or in general, the whole like fitness health, you know, realm on the interwebs Um, because everybody knows what's healthy or at least people generally know what's healthy. Like eat more fruits and vegetables, move every day, have a sleep routine, you know, uh, reduce your stress, be mindful, all those things. Um, and I feel like everybody knows that, but then yet they don't know how to make it work for them in a way that is sustainable, meaning you can do it for a long period of time. You can stay consistent without falling off and in a way that is fun, easy, and effortless because I truly believe that healthy habits can feel that way. So I really wanted to bring that knowledge and my experience um, to the world and hopefully help many, many women feel like they can take charge of their health and not like it's always such a challenge and so hard. And I feel like so many people go through this loop and this pattern. And, you know, I've seen my patients go through the same patterns, my coaching clients, myself, you know, many, many years ago is that there's periods in your life where you're like, I'm going to take on, I'm going to be the healthiest, you know, best me. It happens in like in the new year or, you know, before summer or before the holidays and you feel this burst of motivation. So you go all in, you're like, tomorrow starts, I'm going to eat super healthy, no sweets, or I'm going to run every single day, or I'm going to work at this, do that. I'm going to get up at seven or six every morning. And motivation is kind of high. You like grind through it, like for three, four weeks, you stick to it maybe see some results, maybe not. And then a life event happens. You have a breakup, it gets busy at work. Um, You go on a holiday or you took a few days off because you got sick or something happened. And then life happens and you don't get back on track, so to say, because it was too difficult and too hard and you just didn't have systems in place that actually helped you to stay consistent or certain like you didn't actually take a step back and and really try to ask yourself, does this really work for me? Does this suit me? Is this 
Am I going to be able to do this for a long period of time? And am I really making it fun, easy, and effortless for myself? So that's like one big part of it. And then I combined that with my smoothie bowls because I feel like it's such a thing and I, I love them too, but everybody's always like, oh, you're smoothie bowls. Like people kind of know me for them. And the thing is a smoothie bowl habit that I have created for myself has kind of really changed my whole health and fitness routine. And I would love for people to experience that the same way. And also with my background in medicine and doing research, I know that there's so much content out there. And if people just sit down and like read or they, you know, take a quote, take a course and doing air quotations, um, you can sit down. But if like you don't get involved and you don't take action, like you don't get that momentum. Like you really need someone to take you by the hand and say like, hey, we're going to do this together. I've made it as easy as possible for you. I've set up the accountability practice, set up the challenges. Like, I'm here for you. We got this. We're doing it together. Um, So I'm combining making the smoothie bowls as the healthy habit we're going to practice. And around that, I'm going to explain how healthy habits work, like the science behind them, what makes it fun, easy, and effortless, how to make them work for you, how to stay consistent. And it's going to be like such a fun experience that I feel like is going to set up everyone's like health journey from now on out because that's my whole goal I don't want to certainly portray this image like I'm going to put you on a juice diet for 30 days and you'll be slim forever like I hate that you know because it's first of all it's not consistent and I I want to be able to at the end of the the program women are going to step away feeling wow I finally figured out how to make healthy habits work for me and the smoothie bowls every morning was just an example, but now I know how to apply that to my workout routine and my sleep routine and all the things so that all the healthy habits add to your life instead of taking away from it. Sorry, that was a lot of information, but I'm so excited about it. So I absolutely love the fact that you have taken smoothie bowls and turned them into a signature course. Like that's amazing. It sounds so exciting. And it's so interesting that this is the conversation we're having today, because for the listeners, like I didn't know uh, beforehand what Vivian's course was actually going to be. But so this is why this is funny. I've been having a conversation with my CrossFit coach all week this week about healthy, sustainable, real life weight loss um, and all the different nuances and why it's a challenge to coach people nutritionally, because of course there are general principles, but factor in anybody's current body composition, genetics, adrenal and nervous system health. And it's like, it just kind of, you can't like hand them a, a meal plan. If we could hand people meal plans and it work, well, then everybody would be healthy because that's out there. Um, and so I love that you are you're taking this one particular habit that of course everybody loves. What's not to love about a smoothie bowl? And using that to help people create whatever habit they want that's going to work for them. Exactly, because I feel like that's the the biggest thing because even if people look at because I feel like if you're into fitness or healthy lifestyle, you probably follow some accounts on internet, whether it's watching YouTube vlogs, listening to podcasts, reading books about it. And 
you see all these people and they're like, obviously usually way further into their fitness and health journey. And they're just like, here's my morning routine. I'm getting up at 5 a.m. And like, yeah, you can get inspired, but then people are still like, okay, but they got to that point. But like, how do I make it work for me? And would this work for me? Or how do I figure that out? And the only thing so far I've ever heard really people explain or talk about, like everybody just says, oh, you just need to be disciplined. And I'm like, great. Um, discipline is a thing, but if I tell, you know, you, oh, you just need to be disciplined. That's not going to make, you know, you know, finding your morning routine easier for you. That's just like one like vague statement. So I really want to demystify that and let people understand how they can figure out what works for them and just make it really fun because like I chose a smoothie bowl too, because I want people to have a different sense and connection to health and fitness. And I think so many people in the new year, so it launches in December, but you know, because of all the preparations we're going to do, it starts January 1st. And definitely it's, you know, January 1st, new year, new me, but I want it to be a different start to the year and not for people to feel like, oh, I've never ran before, but I'm going to run a, a marathon in March. So like January 1st, I'm going to start, I'm going to run like three miles and I just, you know, keep going. And like, first of all, a lot of people do that, but like they didn't set themselves up and it just feels hard. Like who would want to wake up on January 1st after the shortest night of the year, probably maybe being hangover and like starting to run. Like that's just not, yeah, it sucks. not how I want to start. Yeah. My year. So how fun would it be to start your year off with, a healthy habit that feels fun and that adds joy to your day and of course I picked it because it's a fun habit but it's kind of like a super habit um I don't know if you want me to explain why I think smoothie bowls like what kind of benefits I think having okay so if you start your day with a really nutritious meal because the smoothie bowl recipes I I make and create, they they have the full scope of things. They have complex carbs, they have healthy fats, they have protein, so many minerals, vitamins, antioxidants. And if you eat your first meal of the day and it's like super nutritious, you're going to feel those effects the entire day. You're going to be more productive. You're going to feel more focused. You don't have that like crash, you know, after your regular, you know, high carb breakfast or something that doesn't fuel you. And you're also going to be craving less like sweets and everything maybe at the end of the day because your body's basically screaming hey I haven't had enough nutrients let's get chips so that's one thing and the second thing that it does is kind of forces you and I don't really like the word force but to explain it you create a little tiny morning routine because it's going to look a little bit different than you you know just jamming two bagels into the toaster and like you know eating them in your car to work yeah um And although the smoothie bowls take like 10 minutes or less to make, it is a different experience. So you're learning to have that morning routine, but also something happens when you take the time to make a nutritious meal for yourself, like putting the ingredients in the blender and then like slicing up the fruit and smelling it and like, you know, taking just the extra 30 seconds to like place it on the bowl in a way that looks somewhat, you know, aesthetically pleasing you develop this different connection with food. Like it's a gift for your body. And it's not like, oh, I'm just eating because I have to, or, oh, I'm just eating it because it's supposed to be, you know, healthy for myself. Cause a lot of people just are like, oh, I'm just eating this for, you know, the health benefit. I really want it to be more of like a gift to your body experience. 
Um, it combines the mindfulness into it. So it's kind of like a, a super habit. Like you, it's just one habit, but there's a lot of things that it will influence. So that's why I feel so passionate about it. Yeah. I'm so excited about this. This is going to be so fun. Um, and I agree. Like I've been, I've gone through some major like transformations and upgrades in the last year. It just feels like constant spinning. And I was kind of at a point where I had stopped all habits and routines because nothing felt like it was serving me anymore, but I didn't know where to, I didn't feel like I could tweak it. Almost felt like I had to throw everything out and start over. Um, so I spent several months with basically having no real routine. Like I showed up for the calls I needed to be on. And then beyond that, like there was no real routine, but in the last few weeks, I've started to feel that pull to establish certain routines again. And there are a few things that I've loved about this for the first time in my life. I'm not doing it because someone else said I had to like, in order to be successful, you must get up at five o'clock and do have a whole hour where you do 20 minutes of this and 20 minutes of that. And sorry for those of y'all who love the miracle morning, if it's working for you, great. Um, I found it very constrictive. So um, nobody told me I had to, but I started to feel the urge to, and every habit we're working on right now, we're like, we're going to test this and see if our bodies feel good with it. If, cause there are some things we're trying that we've never tried before. So I'm like, I'm not committing to doing this for the rest of the year. Like if it feels good for a week, we'll do another week. And if it keeps feeling good, kind of with the idea, similar to what you said about it being a super habit, you're building, you're building a habit. And then maybe that particular nutritional plan doesn't feel good for your body, but you just substitute something else in for like during the habit. So I, I have found, and I know that, you know, so much science behind habit building. I have found that if I don't want to do it, no amount of discipline makes any difference at all. I have to feel the results and it doesn't have to be that I lose weight or, um, sorry guys, the cats of course are getting involved. Um, but it doesn't have to, I don't have to see results. I just have to feel them. So that's something else the CrossFit coach and I were talking about today. Like after really focusing on health and nutrition and eating not processed foods on Sunday, we had kind of a bender and there was like Halloween candy and these chips that I love that are, I can never buy anymore because I will eat the whole bag. And I did like, we just ate whatever we wanted to on Monday. I felt like crap. Like my joints ached. I like, it, it felt terrible. And I was like, this is, this is how, you know, you, you're building the right habit because when you go off of it, you feel bad. And then it's like, oh, okay, well, I want to feel good. So we're going to go back to that habit, not out of force, not because I feel guilt or shame, but simply because it made me feel better. Exactly. I'm like nodding the whole time because, yeah. and, and that's definitely what we're going to cover in the program because once you have gotten to a point where you start feeling so ridiculously good because of what you're doing, you like almost never want to go back because you constantly get reminded like, oh no, I feel this good. Um, but you know, usually that realistically doesn't happen after day one because your body needs to adjust everything. Right. So you need to have some kind of runway where you do feel other rewards or certain rewards until you start feeling that like, oh my God, like, I can lift heavier weights or I'm not like as tired when I get home from work or, you know, I finally feel energized when I wake up, like all these things. Um, 
So yeah, it's all about knowing how to like make them work for you instead of against you. Because there's like one saying, you know, I, I don't know off the top of my head what they always say, but that like working out every day adds X amount of years to your life. And there's always like this hater group who says, yeah, but I lose the time that I'm like working out. Uh, well, that's silly. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you, I just, I find it so interesting because I feel like so many people have this like certain idea, like, well, if I want to be healthy and I want to be my best self, it looks like X, Y, Z. And in, I'm just naming example for some people, they think it looks like I need to start running and I also need to lift weights and they like force themselves too. But if you hate running and you hate lifting weights, <laughs> why are you doing it? It's yes. like, life is too good for that. Like there's so many other, other ways. So yeah. Yes. That I have. Yes. When my first child was born, my ex-husband was, he's a runner. He's a running, he's a collegiate, like tracking cross country coach. Um, so he was like, he wasn't, at, he wasn't that at the time, um, but he was still a runner. And so he was like, well, you can go run for some alone time. And I just remember being so mad. I was like, why do I have to run for alone time? Can't I do something I want to do for alone time? Which isn't completely, it's not like he wouldn't have let me do whatever he was trying to be encouraging, but, but I totally agree. Like I always throw out CrossFit. I love CrossFit. Um, but it definitely has, there are some spaces where it's not, it's actually not a good workout. If you are adrenally fatigued and you have a coach that does not factor that in when you are working out, you're hurting yourself. And so you need to stop. I don't care how much you love it. And I've done that. I've been adrenally fatigued, but I loved it so much. I went and I went hard anyway. And guess what? <laughs> I burned out and I got injured and I couldn't do anything. Um, so I'm very, so I, I would say if you are working out and you don't do it on your own, like you find coaches or mentors or whatever, you have to have somebody that is going to factor in whatever's going on for you personally, individually, not just like, oh, you should be here. So get going. I think yoga can be really good about this. It can sometimes not, but as a whole, the yoga practice can be whatever feels good for your body like go this direction until it until you can't and that kind of thing which is helpful no definitely and i think that so many people think they in general like have to do it alone um because that either feel like it's not worth the investment or some people you know and i'm not saying i'm like excluding myself from the population because i can very much be like no but if i want to be successful i need to do it just by myself because that's when i you know when i can say i did it all by myself but you know you have people with different expertises and not only um like letting you not only letting them like help you find out what works for you and you know kind of put their expertise and spin on it accountability is so huge in habits in general and healthy habits or other habits. And so many people don't have an accountability partner or a support group. And the amount of change that can make is incredible. Like once again, it's also proven in research. This is not some like thing that, you know, you're like skipping rope with like your health bestie, but yeah. it really works like that. So that's why like the program also involves accountability for me, but also accountabilities in other ways. And like really get that community going because not everybody already has, you know, their health bestie. That's like right. I, I love my partner and he's amazing at working out, 
but when it comes to like healthy eating and and me trying to set new habits like he just you know plain honest like he will not be the best you know accountability yeah. partner for me because he will fall off my husband so, will too and he'll be like oh you want some chocolate okay <laughs> like no you're supposed to help me like stay motivated yeah and it can also make it harder because even if you really really stick to yourself um and be like no i'm going to eat the salad if you constantly have someone you know, next year in your family or at school who's like not doing that, you know, it's constantly that old trigger that's pulling you towards it. So if you then, you know, do have that health bestie on the side or someone who can help you and you can text with them or call them, it's, yeah, it's going to make a huge difference because you're not only accountable to yourself. You didn't only in your head say, oh, I want to do this. You said it to someone else and they know it too. That's like a huge factor. So. And what's beautiful about that is that it's not like accountability, like, eat your smoothie bowl or bad things happen. It's more that that community and that excitement because you're the average of the five people you're around the most, right? So if you health-wise, I think we sometimes take that adage as like a general thing, but we can, you know, narrow it down to individual parts of our lives. Who, the five people that you talk about health the most with, what are you talking about? (laughs) Is it really lifting you up? And so I love that you have that in there because the group feel of excitement and, you know, faith in the habit. And maybe one day I had a tough day, but you had a great day. So your inspiring story is going to make sure I get up and try it again the next day. Exactly. It it feels so like you feel so like supported and warm and in a safe place if you find your people to talk about. And, you know, you just like, I, I think your example was like magnificent that you can have like five people you talk about with health or five t- people you talk about work. Like, I know some people like, I'm not going to discuss like my business ideas and like self of growth ideas with, cause it's just not, I'm not going to feel uplifted. And for yeah. some people, you know, I really know I could talk to them about health lifestyle stuff and things like that. So yeah, I love that example. Yeah, that's amazing. Okay. So the program launches, you're doing a live launch December 1st. Um, and it's going to be some group calls and building community before you even launch the program, right? Yes. Yes. December 1st through the 5th, there's going to be so much value in there because I want to give as much value as I can. And then if you know, you're, you're ready for it and you're excited enough, I think it would be amazing to give yourself a gift too, and kind of have like such like an ease about going to near you like, Oh, the only thing I have to like, you know, put on my like goals list is just like show up for the program on, you know, day one and I will just be taken along and it's going to be hopefully a, a big change in mindset. And you're going to feel like, wow, like it feels so calming and I feel so great about it and not was the grind and the push and I have to work and I have to get up at 5am, you know? So yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to switch topics just a tad because you're getting this program launched you're working really hard at, we were talking before we hit record about all the things that you're, and y'all, Vivian is like really going all out for this. She is doing it right. So if this sounds interesting to you at all, make sure you connect with her. Um, But you're talking about all the various things you're doing um, and you're so focused on your own healthy lifestyle and your health journey. So what are you doing right now to ensure you don't end up burning out before you even get to launch? I, I love that. I, I love that you brought that into it because it's definitely a question I was asking myself because, and this is not to be like, 
you know, egotistical or anything, but like if my mental and physical health is not great, where it is at, like I will never be able to show the best way I can. And that's the whole thing I'm teaching too. So it's definitely, if you're super passionate about your work and what you do, um, and it's also kind of, you know, your hobby turned into your work, it can definitely be hard to set those boundaries and be like, okay, but no, you really have to stop right now. So one of the things that I've like started implementing is that I really try to set a certain time at night where I really have to like stop working. And what that means for me is that I also very intentionally, like after that time, um, I'm not going on Instagram or TikTok just to view videos myself because I will constantly get reminded my brain, like my work brain will turn on. I will not respond to any like text or things I get from people I know from work or whatever. I really try to zone out completely. So I get that recovery. And then also more like listening to my body. So I'm still very much, you know, doing my own thing with my healthy food and my routine and and my workouts. But for example, this morning, I didn't feel as energized as I usually am. And my legs were very sore from my workout yesterday. And I know that, you know, these weeks are just a little busier than normal. So I decided to go for a 45 minute walk this morning instead of my workout. Right. And it's okay. And it will probably be better along the way, like you said before in the example, because sometimes if you push yourself too hard, you are just going to set yourself back and it's going to take like days or weeks until you get back into it instead of just taking, you know, a slow step and taking it day by day. And then maybe I am like, I probably will be recharged enough tomorrow and I can like hit my workout hard again. But it's, it's definitely finding that, that balance. Um, Yeah. I love it. And I don't think that's egotistical at all. This is a conversation we've had in our like coaching circles a whole lot recently about how their the content is out there. But let's be honest, most of us are not coming up with like brand new concepts that have never been out there and people can't find like the content is not the value, the value is the energy and the insight and the wisdom that we bring to whatever it is that we're talking about. And so the conversation in my circles has been more like, it's time to start treating ourselves like the product, like we're the athlete. Athletes spend their entire days honing into what their physical body is capable of and pushing it just a little bit. Even we see these athletes and we think they're so amazing, even they did not go from zero to whatever amazing thing they can do now. Like even they know to push incrementally and not, you know, do crazy things that are going to burn them out or um, put them on the injury list. So it's the same for us as coaches. We, it's our job. Like if people are paying to work with us, it is our job to show up as the best versions of ourselves. And we can't do that if we're running from thing to thing to thing, tasking ourselves to death, you know, overstressed about how we're going to get everything done. It just, it just won't work. And I know for sure it won't work because I've tried it and it didn't work. I feel like I can say exactly different thing you're saying. I'm just like nodding like for an hour long because <laughs> that's the whole reason why I didn't want to work as a medical doctor in a hospital in the way that the system was set up because I didn't feel you could be your best, healthiest self for your patients. Um, and especially like, I'm just really big on practicing what you preach. Um, so 
yeah, that doesn't mean like I'm still, I'm obviously developing myself every single day and I'm trying to find out what works best for me. It's an ongoing journey that just, I think happens naturally. Like it's never going to be like, oh, I achieved all my goals in life. And for the rest of my life, I'm just going to, you know, like lay outside and do nothing. Like, I think that's so cool about being a human. Like you always have this thing like, okay, I can, you know, you reach a plateau and then the next thing comes not necessarily that you don't have to be grateful for what you have but I definitely think yeah that's it's so important to take care of yourself and make sure that you're good because it's just gonna come after you like you said if you don't yeah yeah I mean I know I know for sure it does because I've been struggling with adrenal fatigue for a couple of years now and always I realized recently we found a graphic on Instagram, of course. So, you know, grain of salt, but it had 12 stages of burnout with like different descriptions. And I realized like I've never gotten to 12, but I've gotten to 11 and I've only reset to maybe seven or eight. And I thought, oh, okay, I'm good now because that still felt better than 11. And so I would dive back in and then I'd find myself burned out again. Like, and that's been a cycle for several years now. And it's like, it was a huge realization for me when I saw that, that I, I, my nervous system doesn't even know what it's like to be reset back to step one, much less like pre burnout at all. <laughs> so um, it's really important. And I, I know people, I know from conversations I've had with the listeners that a lot of them are in that place too. They, they would probably identify with somewhere farther down the scale of burnout and adrenal fatigue. Um, and it's just, we can't keep letting ourselves do that. Um, and we all have big goals. I used to tell myself, okay, well, I just need to figure out how to be healthy within this situation. Then it got to a point where I was like, no, actually the situation needs to change. Like I've done enough. I've tried to meet it where it's at. And now it's time to change the situation. Like I medical school. <laughs> Yeah. No, it's really funny. I know it's just sound really cheesy, but um, in the US, I feel like we get so much more like junk mail, like actual mail in the mailbox. And it was really funny because I had this ad this morning in our mailbox that was from like Amazon. You could like work for them, I think as a deliverer, but their tagline was amazing. It said, adjust your work, not your life. And I love that. I thought that was really on point. So I'm really curious, what are some of the things that have helped you you know, having experienced the adrenal fatigue and like the stages of, of burnout, what have helped you to like climb up the ladder? So I would definitely not recommend people go the way I did, where I basically, like I literally got hurt and could not walk. And that was the culmination because we had so many ups and downs and adrenal fatigue and stuff. Some of it right before I got hurt was excitement. Like the day I got hurt was actually like one of the best days we've had all year. And the like day, so adrenaline is positive and negative. Like it's excitement as well as stress. Um, and that's kind of one thing. And a lot of us hit adrenal fatigue because we're going from hit to hit to hit of that adrenaline and that cortisol. And so um, honestly, I had to get rid of a lot of things in my life. Um, I had to decide what two or three things were the most important. And one was the podcast. One was my role at the locker room and the other was the family. And that was it. Like literally everything else had to be moment by moment. Yes or no. 
um, versus feeling like I had to, um, I was obligated to do things. I did not show up for a lot of calls um, that I, I was supposed to, quote unquote. Um, I laid on the couch for maybe two months, which by the, it, it's not healthy, but my body had to reset. And that was kind of the only way I guess it figured out I would actually stop and listen. Um, so I don't recommend people do that. <laughs> if you are feeling that drag, if you're feeling uninspired in your life, if you are feeling, if you are feeling like everything you're trying is making the problem worse. That's one thing I was talking to the coach about today. Like any nutrition plan I tried made my problem worse. And I was like, not, not boomerang, not like I would restrict and then binge the the solution itself made the problem worse every time it's because my body was too stressed my body couldn't handle any more stressors and so the weight showed up again not not because i eat super bad but because i was yo-yoing too much and it couldn't handle stress um so i would say that's what i would say to the listeners is like if, if you are feeling that perpetual stress that perpetual anxiety you know that you're you're probably approaching a moment where you need to redefine some things in your life and help you help, and actually support your body treat yourself the way you would treat a sick kid like your kid comes home from school actually i had a kid home on saturday from work with essentially burnout is really what it comes down to and I didn't let him move. I didn't let him run. I fed him everything that I could possibly find. I cooked him nutritious meals, like treat yourself the way you would treat a sick kid or a sick spouse and baby yourself. And I already know, I, I have one person in mind, I already know she's like freaking out even hearing that uh, advice. And yet if you're freaking out about it, you probably need to hear it. That is I love that last twist, especially you said, because it, it usually is the way if you get triggered by something, something or someone usually means there is something inside of you that kind of knows like, oh, I, I need to change something about it. And I definitely feel like what you said kind of touches upon. I feel like, you know, more and more, we had a lot of grind and hustle culture. And now a lot of things are going to be feel like are infusing, you know, in people's cultures and lives and on the internet about take it more slow and being more mindful or that it doesn't have to feel so hard. And I feel like so many people kind of know like deep within themselves, like I'm pushing myself too hard or I don't feel physically my best or mentally my best, but they keep telling themselves like normal. Like I think we're both here to tell you like, it's not normal to feel really exhausted when you wake up. It's not normal to feel exhausted when you come home from every day. Like, of course, there are some days it's just up and down in life. You know, life happens where you feel that way. But if it's going on for a longer period of time, like it's up to you to realize that and like change it because you can. It's your life. It's not like you're bound by anything. So, yeah, I would just say that really, truly allow yourself to listen to your body and not only your body, but also like your mental health. Um, I would say the other thing I, I should have probably led with is um, breath work has helped it, when I was, because I knew about breath work, um, but then I got, you know, it was cool, but then I got hurt and I literally could, all I, all I could do was breathe or scroll Instagram and that gets boring. So, um, I mean, I would sometimes do two or three breath work sessions in a day 
just to like, so I cleared a lot and that really, it cleared a lot. It cleared a lot of the clutter in my mind that helped me see clearly some actions that I could take that would make everything better. Um, so whether it's a meditation practice or breath work or, um, I mean, I'm a huge, I know so many people who can't quote unquote meditate and they feel anxious when they sit still, breath work's the solution to that. And so, yeah, breath, breath work. It, it, that was probably the one active habit or thing that I added to my life that was game changing in starting my recovery. And I, I am quick to say, because I don't want to tell myself too soon that I'm done recovered. Like, I feel like I'm still in recovery. Um, and I was talking to the coach again about that today. Like, I am recovering from adrenal fatigue right now. So we're not going to rush any workouts. We're not going to. And, and he's like, yes, that's 100% right. Um, so yeah, I, I would add that to you. Breath, breath work really helped clear my cluttered brain and actually see clearly. And is that because you saw such amazing results for yourself? Is that why you wanted to get certified in it too? Because you were like, more people need to know about this. Yeah, so um, Vivian and I were in a class together where we had Samantha Skelly who leads PAUSE um, on and she did that one 15 minute breathwork session for us and before she was done talking i had scheduled my discovery call it was just an immediate like this is meant for me and then i spent a few weeks kind of like flipping about not doing breathwork anymore until i got hurt and then i was like oh okay well i guess i can pull up the app now and breathe all day because that's all i got um so yeah it i for me it was an instant knowing that this is the way I need to be um, contributing to the world's healing. But then I learned how to actually incorporate it into a daily practice and what it does to just help. It, it just, it's a miracle. It, it literally changes so much when you know how to use your breath for you and not just use it to automatically survive. This is once again, I think a testimony that we're just, you know, everything revolves around habits. Like you made it into a habit practice for yourself every day. And that's why you're seeing results. So many people don't realize like, oh, well, I don't have any habits. Well, you do. You just don't really, you're not aware. Like so many people, like everybody hopefully locks their car when they're out of the car, but it becomes such a habit that you don't think about it. And I think the main thing is to like, you allow yourself to like, you were you experienced it one time because you were willing to try it. And then you were like, Oh, this is totally like, I want to learn more about this. So the only thing you have to do is like, try it out. If you don't try it, like don't push it away. It's like, that's never for me because you haven't tried something. You don't know if it's going to work. Yeah. So. Yes. And like, like the nutrition plan we're currently working with, um, like my husband and I were like, it is, it is restrictive and that there aren't things that we, there are things that we don't eat. But I'm also like, this is a baseline for us. Like, I'm not interested in telling myself I can never have cupcakes and wine again. Like, that's that's no life to live. <laughs> so our, we're, we're building this habit. It's about baseline. And it's about do we actually feel good? Do we feel good eating it? Does it flow with our lives? You know, all those kinds of things. And if not, we change it out for something else. Like, any one thing is not the solution. It's building the habit and the awareness within your body that it's doing what you need to do. Also, breathwork helps with that. I should get off my breathwork uh, soapbox because we hear about it a lot over here. 
No, I love that you're so enthusiastic about it. And I had never experienced it before either until like we had that call, but then I was also at a retreat where they had done it. And I was like, I'd never experienced something like that in my life. So that was super, super interesting. Um, But yeah, I love that hearing that you're actually reflecting, like, does it feel good to me? And nothing ever, I feel like comes, nothing good ever comes from restricting yourself. Um, Cause it just makes you crave things more. And it's actually really interesting because I have also had my own health journey and I was never the like slimmest or skinniest one in the room. And I had a lot of body image issues and insecurity. Um, and in like for a couple of years of my life, I would restrict, so to say, and like I would really eat really healthy, but then on one day or one night in the week, I allowed myself to binge. Like I hate that word too. Yeah. And I would like crave, you know, all kinds of things. And also because I felt like I only allotted myself that one day or one evening, I would try to jam so many things and I would always like not feel good afterwards because of your body, like there's so much stuff that it needs to process. And I always thought that was like the only way to be healthy. And only when I stopped viewing it that way and didn't view my like, you know, if I would enjoy um, like, peanut butter caramel popcorn or pizza like if I wouldn't view that as like stepping outside of my routine or I can only have that one time a week then is when I started to lose a lot of weight and I'm not promoting weight loss or that you need to be you know your skinny self because I'm all like I'm definitely not for that but I do think that if you truly want to lose weight there is a possibility but only when I allow myself to not be so restrictive it worked and it was like so weird to experience because like what I'm like not focusing on it. And I'm like allowing myself to eat the things that now, like that's how it works. It was really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've had a similar story. And then the last several years, I've also been struggling with like, why does that, why do I just keep adding weight? I don't understand. And it's, it's the same. Like as soon as I let go of it and start to just let my body do what feels good with some awareness around what feel good, feel good means. Cause this is what I would do a few years ago. Okay. It's been a long day. I've barely eaten and we're home now. And so I need a big bowl of pasta. Um, it's like, yes, it's comfort food, but it's also like, I, you know, um, or I wouldn't sleep enough. And so in the afternoons I'd be tired, but I couldn't sleep because afternoon is prom parenting time. And so I would just eat to stay awake, like to literally like not fall asleep. And it's only when you just kind of let all that go. And like you said, so we have this nutritional base baseline plan, but I love to bake with sugar. <laughs> like, and I don't, I don't want to stop that. It's a fun thing for me to do. And cupcakes and wine are important in life. So today I don't desire cupcakes and wine in particular, although if I keep talking about it, I might, but on Friday, I might des- desire those. And so then we'll have them within, you know, moderation, and then I'll give them the rest of them away. (laughs) But like I was saying earlier about eating the Halloween candy. um, Yeah, like on Sunday, I kept craving the sugar on Monday, I felt terrible. And so it's understanding what feel good really means is what all that convoluted was to say. No, exactly. And it's about, you know, what feels good in the moment or how you feel after. there was one thought that I had, but I think I, I lost it. What you said about 
feeling good and I don't know, maybe I will find it again, but I, yeah, once again, completely agree. I feel like we could just do a whole podcast and we talk and I'm like, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah." (laughs) Same. When you talk, I'm like, yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, um, Vivian, I know we need to wrap up. I want to honor your time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me again. I always love chatting with you and, um, how can people get in touch with you, um, and find out more about the program? Yes. So, um, the, once, um, this podcast airs, um, you can sign up to be in the five day live challenge. Um, there will be like special bonuses and and prizes to win if you join. And plus it's a lot of amazing content that if you just show up for that, like you will have so much value and I just love connecting with you guys. So you can sign up at that. It will be, you know, in all my link trees on my Instagram, on my Pinterest, on my TikTok, on my YouTube. So you can sign up there. Um, if you sign up for my free smoothie bowl guide, which is already out right now, you instantly will be like receiving my emails too. And always feel free to like comment or DM me or, you know, if you want to, yeah, yeah. Just connect with me. Just let me know. And I'm excited to take you along on a health journey that feels fun, easy, and effortless. Beautiful. I love it so much. And I'll make sure all your social links are linked in the show notes as well. So people can find it. Amazing. Awesome. Thank you so much, Vivian. It was great chatting with you. Thank you. And there you have it. Thank you, Vivian, again for joining me. I'm so excited for the five-day challenge and for the smoothie bowl um, program launching in January. So the day this episode comes out will be um, the day before Thanksgiving. You have one week to get signed up for that five-day challenge that starts on December 1st. So um, you can connect with Vivian on TikTok over at, at Medical Mermaid. And then the link to the to sign up for the five day challenge will also be in the show notes below. So don't forget to check that out. Also, if you do not follow me on Instagram, head over there now, follow me at the underscore Monica Baker. I have a big announcement coming out um, today's Wednesday. It will be out on Friday on Instagram. So go follow me so you don't miss it. And I look forward to continuing to find amazing people to talk to and amazing content and programs to bring to you to help you live the life you were meant to live when you came to this earth. So until next week, I hope you have an amazing day.